Your voice is so sexy. Oh my god. Stop. <laughs> Not us flirting across the table. While we talk I about love this. Men. Like, I love that it's recording. So we just got that. <laughs> That's gonna be our opener this time. So hot. Wow. I love it. Did it get warm in here? Like it's or... I I don't think I've ever been told in my life that my voice is sexy. I actually am like, I hate my voice. No. No, it's cute. <laughs> Okay, well, welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of Brew of a Kind. I'm Katie. And I'm Jordan. And this week, we are coming at you with some more horror stories, but these are dating horror stories. And we have a special guest with us. Special guest, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, guys. I'm Celeste. I'm here because I have dated a lot of shitty men, so. Celeste is like the third P in our pod. Um, we've been teasing her coming on the show for a while now, and we finally got her up here. Yeah, here I am. But before we get started, let's talk about our brew of the day today. Uh, these sweet angels stopped at Starbucks for us today and got us all some delicious iced coffee. Yes, and we all got something a little different. I got a mocha cookie crumble frappuccino. It's really good, really sweet, though. So if you don't like things too sweet, I would not recommend it, but pretty good. And I'm drinking an iced vanilla latte. Nothing too crazy. Okay, so I was a little extra. Um, I, <laughs> Shocking. Right? So I don't know if, if any of your listeners are fans of Nime on TikTok. She's my favorite TikTok creator. I send you guys both her TikToks mm -hmm. all the time because she's unhinged and beautiful and I aspire to be her. <laughs> so I got uh, the drink that she recommended in one of her latest TikToks, Grande Iced Pumpkin Spice Chai with uh, – she said oat milk, but they were out, so I got almond milk, one pump of brown sugar, two pumps of vanilla pumpkin cold foam. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, shit. Now I wish that I got that. Do you want to try it? It's so I guess. Good. Okay, here. It tastes like sexual. It's like pumpkin sexual. If that were an orientation, that's what it would be. Can we switch drinks? That was delicious. <laughs> it's good, right? Did we break you? Is that what just happened right now? She's staring at the drink across the I'm table. Just, I'm mind blown. It was like drinking like pumpkin bread. It was so good. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, well, we have a lot of stories today, not from Reddit. We are going to do a couple of stories from Reddit, but um, Celeste and I both have our own personal experiences to bring to this. Mm -hmm. Lots of, mm -hmm. As people in the dating world, we, of course, have lots of crazy things that happen. So I'm going to share a few things, but we're going to give her the floor to share, <laughs> to oh. share the uh, lovely men she's come across. <laughs> Yikes. All right, I'm going to start off today with a story from Reddit. It is from the Today I Fucked Up Reddit, and it says, Today I Fucked Up by Going on a Date with a Therapist. This was actually last December, but I'm always told this is a hilarious story, so I thought I'd share. Last September, my ex-wife and I filed for divorce. We were separated. One of my best friends says I should try dating. She's never led me astray, so I say, fuck it, why not? 
first girl I matched with on Hinge seems nice. We talk for a few days since I'm on a business trip and plan to go out when I get back. She's a therapist, works with neurodivergent kids. We chat a bit. All's good. We go on our first date after work on a Tuesday. I pick her up at her place, go to my favorite pizza joint in her area. Starts a bit awkward as first dates do. She then tells me, I, the girl, can't wait to tell you I'm pregnant. Okay. Weird. Maybe the nerves? Understand we had no booze at this point. I think she's just nervous. Great. A few minutes later, she's telling me about her parents who live near the Wisconsin-Minnesota border, and we are in the Chicagoland area. These parents show up and sit down with us. No. (laughs) Yet, they lived in the Great White North, so I'm against the wall of the booth with her dad sitting next to me. Mm -mm. She's across from me, her mom next to her. Shit. Okay. Guess I'm paying for their meal, too. Double date. Great. What? <laughs> paying for their meal is literally the least of my concerns. Right. You are on a date with a crazy person. <laughs> it, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, God. Mom and dad tell me they've heard a lot about me, yada, yada. How much could they know? They talk about what it's like working for a vocational school. So I start freaking out as I've only said I'm a school admin. Nothing more, not where I work. I say, it's great, but I'm looking to go back to middle school or elementary school next year. Dad says he can't wait to have a son-in-law like me. Mom says she can't wait to have me marry into the family. Awkward. They were drinking, so I give them a pass. No. Sir, this is a first date. (laughs) They don't get a pass. They're all unhinged, clearly. This is a whole family. Oh, God. Of just insanity. Delusion. Thank you. The story is not over, guys. <laughs> Awkward evening continues. Yada, yada. Wait, why does why does this person not just leave? <laughs> why are you not leaving, sir? Oh, no. Vacate the premises. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Okay. It's fine. Oh. Awkward evening continues. Yada, yada. Get to know you shit. We start leaving. I picked up this chick, so I've got to drop her off. Grandma raised gentleman, you know. Her parents can't take her home. <laughs> But I figured I'd do that and dip. Nope. We get back. Parents park next to me. Fuck. Invite me up. Mom said she baked a great pumpkin pie earlier today. Well, shit. I love me some pumpkin pie. I mean, same. <laughs> to be fair. Same. But also, please run. He says, decide. Fuck it. Might as well get something out of this night. <laughs> Had some pie. <laughs> oh my god! And we're not even through the story. Yet. Oh <laughs> like, god! It keeps going. I try to leave, and they weren't really letting me get. They weren't really letting me by, giving me more pie or starting a new conversation topic. Best friend, the one who told me to start dating, calls, asks what's up. Took the call in the bathroom, and she comes up with this plan. I'm going to go pick up my friend. Eddie, because she thought I shouldn't use a girl's name, with his flat tire. Yeah, good thinking. Great. I got an out. She says she needs to walk her dog. Annoying shit, yapping dog, rubbing his ass on everything and, dra- <laughs> and dragging his ass across the floor. Very poorly trained. <laughs> Fuck. Fine. Come with me or come with and walk me down. Mom comes too. I'm standing there trying to leave as chick takes her dog for a shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mom says, it's nice to meet me, yada, yada, and says, I'm so glad daughter found you. I didn't think she'd be able to settle down since we've had her committed three times. <gasps> oh. And walks away. What the fuck? Oh, Bomb dropped. No. Isn't she a therapist? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm panicking now, sweating a bit. I turn to get in my car and Chick is right there. Hugs me, tries to kiss me, yada, yada, tells me. <laughs> I love you and can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Oh, my God. Me. Great. Gotta go. You know, friend needs help. <laughs> I get in the car. This chick is in my rear mirror and she's calling me. I pick up and she said, you didn't say you love me. Best friend calls. Oops, hang on. Important call and picks up. Tells my buddy this. She's laughing her ass off. I'm scared shitless at this point, thinking headlights in my rearview mirror are her. So I start speeding for the highway. I'm speeding away. Get pulled over. Cop asks why. I tell him everything. <laughs> I mean, at this point, why not, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> Takes a good five to six minutes to get him to understand. He notices I have Wisconsin plates. All he says is, bro... <laughs> And gives me great advice. Never put your dick in crazy. (laughs) Thanks, bro, Jojo. (laughs) Cop feels sorry for me and escorts me to the highway. Great. Freedom. We're not done yet, by the way. (laughs) Chick texts me. I try to ghost her. Now, I left out an important detail. I went on a school night wearing spirit wear with my school logo. Once you know the name, it's easy to find as it's the only type of school in this area in the county. I go to my boss the next day and tell him. He says I'm a fucking idiot for wearing my work shirt. (laughs) Laughs his ass off about the whole situation. Asks if I blocked her. Shit, that's a good idea. So I do it. Tells me I'm a fucking idiot again for not thinking this through. She figured out where I worked and starts calling my desk, asking when we are going out, leaves a message, says she wants to be engaged by the time she's 30, which was weeks away, literally the next month since we went over our birthdays. At this point, I'm freaking out. I have a school resource officer in my building. I tell him what happened, gave her name. He told me he'd take care of it if she came by, but also told me to move my car to the back, gated and can't see, dude's a saint, and it was a great idea. Chick shows up asking to see me. Security tells her I don't work here. She gets snotty with the SRO, gets escorted out, calls my desk phone, pleading with me to give her a chance, finds my sister, my best friend all on Facebook, tells them we are soulmates. I tell them to block her ass. Chick was crazy, got her to calm the F out when I told her I'm going to report her for harassment to her licensing board. All bullshit, no idea if that would do anything. And that, kids, is the story of how I met your mother. (laughs) Kidding, but damn, was I scared of dating for a bit. (laughs) I would just like to remind everybody that this lady was a therapist. Who the fuck is she helping? (laughs) I have so many feelings. None of them are good. Okay, well, first of all, let's just address the elephant in the room, right? She was committed multiple times. Her parents brought this up, which is great conversation for a first date, right? Because I would love a potential partner to know that about me right out of the gate. So cool. (laughs) Um, Thanks, mom and dad. That's not saying that someone can't live a totally normal and productive life, right? Right. That's not what we're getting at here, folks. What we're getting at is uh, 
pattern of behavior that's been established. Right? Absolutely. It's a little bit um, terrifying. Unhinged. Unhinged. I mean, this whole whole first date was just awful. <laughs> where where did her parents come like I'm so confused. How are they all so delusional at the same time? Like she told them, I'm going to go on a first date with someone I've never met. And they were like, we'll come too. That's a great idea. I mean, it's easy to see where she gets it from, if we're being real. I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine for a second no, I don't want to. that like you're out on a date and then like your dad is there with whoever. <laughs> no. Or not Tony. <laughs> okay. Not Tony. I mean, your dad used to be married, right? Yes. To, to your ex step mom, I guess. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine like a date with the two of them? <laughs> I would rather be single for the rest of my life. Picture my parents showing up on a date. Like, I just, feel like that would be fun though. I feel like they would have a good time with it. Your parents are at least a little bit more fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they would have a good time with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, get Jenny and Rob some drinks and like. <laughs> It'd be a good time. I, I, I think it'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. My parents have a they they do have they do have more fun probably than the average 31 year old's parents. Um, you know, they're living their best life right now. But, mom, please, for the <laughs> love of all that is good, don't ever show up to one of my dates, please. I love you so much, but please don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's have it planned. I think is is the thing here, right? Like, <laughs> we'll have we'll have a date where I plan and bring him to you, okay? <laughs> but all that is to say that, like, also, your parents just wouldn't do. That. <laughs> no, like my parents are nuts in their own ways, but <laughs> but they would not they would not invade my privacy like that. I mean, even after everything that I've been through and the fact that they're, like, so protective of, like, you know, making sure that I have a good partner, they have enough sense to know not to just, like, come and join me on a date. <laughs> yeah, I tell my dad about dates after they happen, right? Right. Not, not before. There's a reason. Yeah, like, my mom calls occasionally and she'll be like, you haven't told me what's been going on in your dating life lately. Yeah, yeah there's a reason for that. <laughs> First of all, mom, <laughs> you don't want to know. Second of all, really, it isn't much. <laughs> so I wanted to read a couple of the comments that I've noticed. The very first one says, I'm honestly surprised this post isn't titled, Today I Fucked Up by Wanting Pumpkin Pie and Getting Murdered Instead. <laughs> Seriously, man, how many red flags does it take? And then the next person responded and said, OP likes to see just how red the flags can get. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do have a weird parent story that ties into this. Um, not my parents. But I connected with this guy one time on one of the apps. And um, like the conversation started out decent. And then he wanted to text me pretty quick, which, you know, when, when guys ask to get off the app quick, it's kind of a, a red flag. It can be. Yeah, it can yeah, be. Depending on the person. Um, but when he starts texting me, he's asking me for pictures. And, like, he's not necessarily asking for, like, those kind of pictures. 
but like I just you know sent him a couple selfies or whatever and he's like oh but do you have any full body pictures which I have some on my profile so it's like it's you not- already seen me so what are you getting at right yeah. right but so I sent him a couple of like full body like shots and he starts talking about how his dad said that like oh she's so pretty and all this stuff starts talking about like how much his dad is commenting and he's like oh i'm just i'm bragging about you to my dad i'm like okay why (laughs) so he said he keeps sending me texts about like how his dad keeps making all these comments about how great my body is and how he would love for them to Mm -mm. take me on vacation and he would buy me all the bikinis that he that i want and all these things and i'm like block (laughs) oh my god i remember you telling me this now but like it's been a while since i heard this story and like i'm still shocked by it like (laughs) well and then he ended up um being posted in one of those facebook groups of course he did of course he did and i saw his picture and i was like oh that face looks familiar this was like a couple months after it happened and I like asked the girl for a couple more pictures because there were a couple distinctive ones I remembered and those were the ones she sent. And I was like, Oh girl, run. (laughs) And I told her this story and then a bunch of other people started chiming in with similar stories. So his dad was literally like, make a profile. Let's bait some women for me to look at. Right. Like, I don't know what that dynamic was, but it was not the vibe. Mm-mm. And uh, then the girl updated her post with like run far and fast from this guy. He is draped in red flags kind of deal. <laughs> also, that's disgusting. Yeah. I hate men. Yeah. I mean, I guess playing wingman for your dad is one thing. But <laughs> Katie almost just uh, spit her coffee everywhere. <laughs> but like, um, this sounds like very creepy i don't know <laughs> it's just not the vibe it's just like i you know one thing i've noticed the last time i dated before now was like seven eight years ago and back then men did a lot better job and i don't know if it was the age that i was you know dating because i was like 23 24 or if it was just the men that were available at that time. I don't know. But men back then did not display their red flags quite as proudly as men these days. They make it very, very easy to weed out the weirdos because (laughs) they like wear their red flags as capes. I swear. It's like, and sometimes we still ignore them, which is mind blowing. (laughs) As we like to say, the Mm -hmm. bar is in hell. So, and we're climbing under it. We're climbing right under it. Well, with that, I think we should get into our next story. All right. This next story comes from the Am I the Asshole subreddit and is titled, Am I the Asshole for Leaving My Date at a Bar? I went on a date with a girl Sunday. Let's say her name is Mandy. I've met Mandy several times through my friend's girlfriend, Sarah. Mandy always seemed nice and fun to talk to, so I asked her to hang out Sunday. I knew she liked football because she's been in my friend's house for games several times, so I asked her to come with to watch the game. We went to a sports bar for dinner. The plan was to watch the game, have some drinks, and maybe play pool. 
So I picked her up Sunday. We got to the bar and Mandy said that her friend was there sitting at a table with some other people. She went and said hi. We sat at the bar and ate. Then she asked if it was cool if we went and sat by them. I didn't really want to, but agreed. We went over there and she introduced me. That was basically it. From then on, I felt like a third wheel. I tried to talk about football with some of the other people, but they didn't watch sports. I tried starting a conversation about other stuff with one of the guys, and it didn't seem like I was getting anywhere. So I sat and watched the game while Mandy talked to her friends. Time passed and the game was almost over. So I told Mandy I was probably going to head out after. She said, oh, come on, one more drink and we'll go. Okay, fine. Then her friends started buying rounds of shots for each other. Not me. Understandable, they don't know me. Besides, I was driving. I finished my soda and told Mandy I was going to go because I worked in the morning. She got a confused look and looked at her beer, then the time, and then her friends, and said, Oh, well, I didn't finish my drink yet. I said, Well, I'm leaving. I can give you a ride home if you want. She said, Okay, let me finish my drink. I said, Okay, and sat down. Then she started screwing around with her friends again, going outside with them, playing darts, not drinking her drink. I said, Mandy, I'm leaving. She didn't acknowledge me or say bye, so I left. Yesterday after work, Sarah called and yelled at me about leaving Mandy stranded. She said, when you drive someone somewhere, you take them home too. That she didn't know I was such a jackass to leave a girl at a bar alone. That Mandy didn't even know I left till she seen my jacket was gone. And apparently Mandy had to lift home and I should reimburse her. I explained my side and she said, so what? She was having fun. You should have joined in instead of sitting around and moping. I feel like I really tried to get into the conversation and join the group. It just wasn't working. I didn't feel like sitting there bored forever. Her friends were there. It's not like she was alone alone. Am I the asshole for leaving? No, sir. You are not the asshole. <laughs> um, some people deserve to be left out of let's, – let's address the whole lift reimbursement thing because that really got me. That's funny, mm-hmm. right? I would never – as a grown woman who is responsible for only herself, recommend a bar, a restaurant, an event, whatever it might be that I couldn't afford to pay for myself, right? Like I'm never going to expect the guy I'm on the date with to pay for me. Never. That that absolutely applies. Like if I go somewhere with someone, I'm going to have a way to get home. Because what if they're insane and I need to get away from them? Exactly. Right. That's like a basic safety thing. Yeah. As- a woman in the dating world. Absolutely. If anything, she should have taken herself to the bar in the first place. Right. I agree completely. And before they even got to the lift part, my first thought was, so what? Get an Uber. Like, he's not entitled right. to be your free taxi all night. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I don't think this person's the asshole at all. And, like, why was she there hanging out with her friends when they were on a date? That's my thing. Like, my first date with somebody is never going to be like a group thing like Mm -mm. it's just that's not i don't even know you and i'm gonna introduce you to people absolutely not my friends will chase you off first of all (laughs) absolutely that's accurate (laughs) and second of all like what if you're a complete dick and like i just don't want to expose my friends to that like i'm gonna be honest i have already exposed jordan to so (laughs) i'm so sorry can i just take a moment like i deeply apologize i have already exposed this sweet woman and her wonderful family to some 
not so impressive dudes. <laughs> Definitely um, not going to happen on a first date. <laughs> well, okay, fair. fair. I don't. I don't know that any of them can touch the one that I <laughs> introduced to Maybe her. Not. So. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just you guys had to make up for the years of me being <laughs> a crappy person. Listen, girl. Yeah, it's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be there for all of that, so I'm glad that you were there for all of mine. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't sit and think about that person, but, like, we just weren't good together. <laughs> like, I hope that they are happy with their situation. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't wish that for them. And see, that's why you don't introduce friends on the <laughs> PSA to any of the men in my life <laughs> if I introduce you to my friends expect to be put through a ringer <laughs> really we're nice people but like just be decent <laughs> like <laughs> honestly though I mean and that's the thing is like you guys don't do it to be dicks and try to run people off you do it to like make sure that they're a good person <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and that they're actually gonna like bring good vibes to the group. Turn, do you have comments you want to read on this one? Because I do have a story that is related. Go ahead and tell your story because I think okay. we all have determined that this person is just not, not the asshole. Not, not, not <laughs> no, I don't even think it's up for debate. Um, all right, I was dating this guy. We'll call him Josh, mm-hmm. and I am uh, at the encouragement of. Your lovely hosts. I am using uh, fake names for these people. I would love to just use their normal name, mm-hmm. but I was told not to do that. So, I mean, I'm not going to say no, but <laughs> I also don't want to get nasty grams from them. So, this guy, <clears throat> if you're listening, hey, babe. Uh, <laughs> I suspect if if any of these men hear this, he will be the one that hears this. So we'll just start out with his story. So I'm seeing this guy. We're going to call him Josh. And we date for probably like two months. Not super serious. No, not heavily committed, but we're exclusive. (laughs) And things were going really well. Um, He traveled a lot for work. I think I was traveling for work at the time too. So it was a little spotty sometimes seeing each other, but we always stayed in touch. We were always sending each other cute messages, selfies, playlists, whatever. Everything's cool. So we get to a point where we're able to see each other a little more consistently and kind of out of the blue, he sends me a text message while I'm at a concert with my friends that he wants to break things off. So what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Josh, if you're listening, I still think you should reimburse me for those shaky graves tickets. Um, but I anyway. I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, it ruined my night. And emotional damages. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm at a show with my friends. I get this text. He's breaking things off. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. That's a great way to start the evening. I have so many feelings right now. Oh, it's going to get so much better. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he breaks things off. I completely ignore – like I read the message and then I'm just like, eh, not, not doing this right now. I waited until I get home that night and I was like, hey, I think we should maybe talk on the phone. Like, I'm not going to text you about this. So we talk on the phone. He apologizes. He says, you know, he's overwhelmed. He's not over his ex. He has a list of reasons like they always do that it's not going to work out. So I'm like, okay, fine. Well, you know, we got along well. We have some things in common. You're an interesting guy. Like, if you want to be friends down the road, maybe we'll talk about it. So he texts me a couple days later. 
and he says, hey, do you want to get dinner? I'm like, okay, well, he wants to be friends. We're going to like talk it out, have a little chat, whatever. Fine. So I'm like, yeah, go to dinner. So I meet him at this cute little restaurant and I sit down and he takes my hand across the table and he's like, I really care about you so much. And I just think that, you know, we should try again. And I'm very confused. No. What? Yes. <laughs> what in the world? Yes. yes. I'm confused because he was the one that broke things off, right? Over so, a text message. What a, a text coward. Message. Uh, a text message. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. Don't worry. It, it comes full circle. I love this. So he breaks things off and then we're at dinner and he wants to do things back on. And I'm like, okay, well, do you want things to be different than they were the first time? Like, was there something that made you feel pressured or uncomfortable? Like, do we need to change up what we're doing? He's like, no, nothing needs to change. Everything's fine. So I'm, it's sus. Yeah. I can see the face you're getting. Yeah. That's it's weird. Yeah. But I like this guy. Things had been going really well previously. So I was like, he had a moment. It's cool. We're going to move on. So <laughs> I oh, just God. can't believe this happened. <laughs> so uh, we meet up one night uh, downtown in the town that we live in. You guys stay where you live, right? <laughs> we, we say like Cincinnati, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we decide to keep going, right, doing whatever we're doing. And like a week later, we meet up for drinks after work. And it's like 5 o'clock downtown. There's – no one at the bar. It's literally just us and the bartender. I remember this story now. <laughs> you look so excited. I love that Katie has no idea what's going on. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat quite literally <laughs> <Okay>. right now. <laughs> so we meet at this bar and we're the only people. It's us and the bartender. That's it. And we're talking. We're watching TV. We're talking to the bartender. They know each other. Whatever. It's very casual. And at some point we do have the conversation like – so for me, I'm thinking like I need to have some kind of boundaries or some kind of stability with you because you broke things off. You quickly wanted to get back together. Like I need some consistency. So we should have a conversation about how we're going to manage our relationship going forward. So we have this like semi-heavy conversation, but it seems like things are going to be okay. So we're sitting at the bar enjoying our beverages and someone walks in the bar. Not a huge deal, right? It's a public place. Right. Nothing you'd – It's a bar. It's a bar. She walks in and she sits down on the opposite side of him, right next to him. No. And it's an empty bar. No. Yes. And I look over, right? I don't know what to say. Like, I just look and I'm like, that's weird. Because in my head, I'm like, there's no way she knows him, right? Like, this is just a weird thing. No, no. She's like, hey, got your text message. Like, sorry it took me a minute to get here. What? And he's like, oh, hey, uh, what are you doing here? So immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, they know each other. This is not an accident. Got your text message. Oh, yeah. So they begin talking in this back and forth conversation, which is essentially her just saying, oh, well, I can go if you don't want me to be here. I can totally leave. And him being like, no, it's fine. You can stay. And so them just having this back and forth for like two solid minutes. Did anyone ask you if it was fine? No, no one even looked at me. <laughs> Uh, and I obviously I don't know who this person is, right? I am so full of rage. I cannot see clearly. Like I am shaking. I am trying to like stare at my beer on the bar because I like I'm losing my mind. Honestly, this like enrages me because said crappy ex that we discussed previously for me used to do this thing where 
if we were hanging out and he knew somebody or like his friends came in, he would like stand in front of me and like I wouldn't be included to talk and he or he wouldn't introduce me or anything. And that's exactly what this reminds me of. You just unlocked a buried memory from my past. <laughs> that's happened to me too. Yeah, we're digging up trauma for each other right yeah, now. We are. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> So they have their back and forth and she's like, oh, I can go. He's like, no, you can stay. I'm like, I wish someone would tell me what the fuck is going on. I wish somebody would ask me what I think. Yeah, that would have been so cool. Um, and actually, when I was telling the story to a friend after it happened, he was like, why the fuck didn't he ask you what you wanted? And I didn't even think of that in the moment. At least somebody in this story is like looking at after right. you. Right. Like what? So anyway, she sits down. They stop having this weird back and forth. And I'm just staring at the two of them because I have yet to be introduced to this person. The situation is so awkward. So finally, he's like, oh, this is so-and-so. I'm not going to say her name. I'm sure she's a lovely girl. Um, he was like, oh, this is so-and-so. We work together. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, that's basically the the length of the introduction. I'm he had, he didn't introduce uh me to her what he didn't say like this is my partner this is someone i'm getting to know we're on a date this is my girlfriend this is he may have said this is celeste but if he did that was the only thing that he said i'm just saying that like i married the guy that i was hanging out with from work so <laughs> yeah i have all of the ick right now yeah it was an icky so it gets better um we're all sitting there. I have no idea if this girl knows who I am, if they were supposed to have plans later and he got confused. Like if I'm being lied to, if she's being lied to, if everyone in the bar is being lied to, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. And eventually he gets up to go to the bathroom and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this at face value. He says this girl is his friend and they work together. And so – if I'm her and I walk in on my friend having a date with someone, I'm going to introduce myself to them. I'm going to try to get to know them, ask them questions, make them feel comfortable, you know, whatever. I'm going to say, hey, good to see you, but I see you're busy and I'm going to leave well, them the fuck alone. There's that too. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the best thing to do. <laughs> like this whole situation, you were so nice. Yeah. It. Well, and nicer than I probably would have ever been. <laughs> Honestly, it, it wasn't niceness. It was like I was legitimately frozen because I had no idea what was going on. So you were shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. Also, that's like the most Aries thing you've said on this show so far, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, he gets up and goes to the bathroom, and I'm like, okay, let me try and make small talk with this girl. Like, I'm sure she's feeling just as awkward as I am about this whole thing. But I try to talk to her and she just is not having it like at all. Oh my God. Because <laughs> like the TV was on at the bar. So I made a comment. It was like really weird little show. I like made a comment about how weird the show was. And she was like, oh, that's weird. And that was that was a whole conversation. Like I, I couldn't really get anything else out of her. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to quit trying. So thankfully he comes out of the bathroom and he had plans that night. I can't imagine with who, right? <laughs> and because uh, it wasn't me. But he was like, I need to get going. So I was like, okay. So all three of us get up together from the bar 
after maybe 15, 20 minutes of all three of us sitting there, we all, and this girl and I never talked to each other. We get up, we all go outside. She walks down the street one way and he and I walk down the street the other way. They don't even say goodbye to each other or anything. And because it wasn't goodbye for them, was it? Well, <laughs> he's like, all right, well, I'll see you later. Gives me a kiss on the cheek, hops on his motorcycle, which really should have been a red flag. I didn't realize at the time, but yeah. then motorcycles are generally bad news. For those of you who don't know, now you know. Uh, and uh, I was so – I was in shock. And I called one of my friends when I left, and I immediately started crying, not because I was sad, but because I was so confused. <laughs> I was. I was so confused and overwhelmed. So I waited until I calmed down and was, like, thinking about it rationally, and I asked Josh, who I was on the date <laughs> with, to uh, to kind of, like, explain to me what had happened. And he was like, oh, it's not a big deal. That's, Excuse me? That's not an explanation? Like... <laughs> Right. So I actually did eventually end up asking again because my curiosity, it was like eating me alive. Right. So what he said when I asked him to clarify for the final time was essentially like they had talked about planning to meet up for drinks after work that night. And when she was asking him, hey, do you want to meet me at this other bar? He was like, no, I'm here at the bar we were at. He was telling her he was busy, he had plans, but he did apparently did not communicate that effectively. And instead, he was like, no, I'm not going to come there. And her interpretation was, oh, I'll come to you. And she showed up at the bar we were at. Jordan, are mm -hmm. you ready for an update? Mm -hmm. <gasps> There's Hold an update on. on this. Oh, God. Okay. So you know I saw this guy recently. I told you that, mm -hmm. right? Do you know what he told me when I saw him? What did he tell you? <laughs> He's getting ready to move. Not a big deal, right? Do you want to guess who his roommate's going to be? Oh, I wonder. I wonder who his roommate is. Is it this girl? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yes. I, think he, I think he forgot that I was present for the whole bar fiasco because he very casually mentioned it to me. Like, oh, yeah. He was like, there's, there's this girl that I work with. Her name is so-and-so. And we're going to be roommates because it's just cheaper. And I was like, oh, interesting. Hasn't he mm. been like – texting you on and off lately like trying to get your attention um i'm just saying not from my personal experience but my my husband's he used to live with somebody that he worked with and while they weren't together they would occasionally of be together it's a matter of convenience at that point i'm speechless <laughs> that doesn't ever happen so just to tie it in full circle, um, listen, if anyone – if you're asking the question, is it ever okay to leave someone at the bar? Yeah. Yes. It absolutely is. And I should have left him and her together at the bar, but I didn't. I wish you would have. I wish you just would have like, I wish seen I had that and just not even said anything, just got up and left. I was so full of rage that I could not function. How dare you intrude on their date? <laughs> Oh, God. And you know, the funny thing about all of it is that even in hindsight, like knowing all the things that I know about him now, I still don't think there was necessarily anything going on that was inappropriate. It was just so wildly uncomfortable for me and so poorly managed that I will never get over it. I just keep thinking about the fact that I actually came across him on Bumble. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Josh, if you're listening, uh, yeah, I know you're still out there. Good for you, bud. 
<laughs> Does your roommate so- know that? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she seems like a very nice, lovely person, and I'm sure she is. I don't fault her. No. <laughs> she's just – she's maybe not in the same predicament that you're in, but, like – this this isn't on her. This is it on. It will be interesting. This is on Josh. See. Well, if he hears this, he's probably never going to talk to me again, which is fine. That's Darn. okay. <laughs> Big bummer. Um, but you know, I hope. Should you guys... we just drop his real name so we really make sure that Honestly. happens? <laughs> it would be funny if I'm telling this and he's listening to it and he's like, "Who the fuck is she talking about?" Like, it would be great if he didn't recognize what it was like, about Who's Josh. <laughs> Honestly, some men are just like that. <laughs> Dense. Yeah, and I really think he – I legitimately think he forgot about the whole encounter because when he was telling me recently that they were moving in together to be roommates, he was, like, explaining to me who this girl was and, like, how they knew each other. And I was like, babe, I know. <laughs> we done talked about it. We've already been on a date with her. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, some people do deserve to be left at the bar. That's, that's how I'll conclude. That's just (laughs) – that's wild to me. (laughs) I don't – I again, I'm speechless, and that doesn't happen. I talk way too much. (laughs) I wish that – like I told – I wish you would have just left and left, but, like, thinking about, like, the things that we had that, like, that this – this thing that happened to you, these memories that triggered for us, I wish we all would have, like, just left those situations. I know. I think women are afraid. I think we're, like – told that there are certain things that we have to put up with or that we have to understand or we don't have all the facts so we shouldn't you know jump to conclusions or like bitch jump to all the conclusions you want just right get like, peace out me 10 years ago i would have probably done that like just i would have stayed and taken it but me now no i leave now no yeah, <laughs> yeah i should have left i'm ashamed that i didn't leave i've honestly. been through enough shit with dudes now that like i don't waste my own time anymore mm-hmm. if i'm in a situation like the most recent date that I went on that I'm not going to go into detail oh of. Oh my god. I pieced out like as soon as I could. We have the the panicked voice memos oh <laughs> to prove god. it. The, the the crazed drive home of oh my god. Oh my god, what just happened to me? <laughs> you could hear her like deteriorating mentally as her drive went on yeah sorry y'all you don't get to hear that story but let's just say it was not good listen we need to get you guys on patreon and that's where we put that story we have a patreon we need to start putting some content out there yeah Mm. yeah charge people a lot for that one because it's worth it yeah yeah maybe that's a great idea all right if y'all want to hear that story head on over to our patreon when it's up Well, let's get into a few of our own uh, personal encounters here. So I guess I should have started with this, but I think it's obvious to everyone now. You know, in Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish says, I don't talk shit about you on the internet. I adore that song. I do too. But also, this is the opposite of that. We are going to talk all of the shit on the internet. I live for this. Yeah, I agree. I love this, but like also... Your identities are protected, so, you know. <laughs> Semi-protected. You know. <laughs> You're welcome for that because we could destroy so many of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, we kind of want to, but we're going to be safe and no, not. we're going <laughs> to be nice. Yeah, we don't – there's one name we don't say on this podcast, and we refer to him as Voldemort, so, you know. Mm, I like that. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Okay, so do you guys want me to tell you another one? You want another good one? Yes. Okay. Um, gosh. Let's talk about um, – we're going to call him Carl. Mm. <laughs> Carl and I dated for about six months before we got to Christmas of last year, right? And we had discussed probably a month or two prior to December – him going to my company Christmas party with me. It's like the one event that we do every year where you can bring your partner or your significant other, right? So people get very excited about it to like introduce their mate to their friends at work. We're a very tight-knit group at work, so it's totally normal to want to do that. And we made plans early on, October, November, for him to come with me in December. So I paid for his ticket. I think it's like $30 to bring someone with you. Paid for his ticket. All my friends were asking me, oh, is he going to come? Or are we going to meet him? I'm like, yeah. So everyone's excited. And I left work early that night so I could get ready for the party. When I was on my way home, it was about 3.30. I said, hey, you know, just make sure we're on the same page for tonight. You're going to pick me up at 6.30, right? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Perfect. See you then. So I go about my business. I get ready for the party. 6.15, I shoot him a text, hey, are you on your way? I don't get anything. 6.30 rolls around. He's not there. So I tried to call. No answer. I think, well, maybe he's on his way. Like, I'm not going to blow up his phone while he's driving. Like, I'll just give it a minute. 6.45, nothing. So at this point, I've been sending texts. I've been calling. I'm not getting an answer. You better be stranded on the side of the road, motherfucker. <laughs> well. This is Carl we're talking about. This is so, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> this is Carl. So I can't get a hold of him. So and, – and the very first part of the evening when you get there from like 7 to 7.30 is um, required. Like if you go, they'll pay you for some of your time there, but you have to be there in the beginning. And because I had taken time off work earlier in the day, I needed to be there to round up my week to listen to the guest speaker and get my hours in for that. So I couldn't be late. So he doesn't show up by 6.45. He's not responding to, you know, texts and phone calls. So I drive myself and I shoot him a text and I just let him know, hey, I'm on my way there. Don't try to come pick me up. Like, you know, let me know what's going on. Like, let me know you're okay. So I go to the thing. I get there right about seven. I am texting him like every half hour for, I want to say two hours. He hasn't shown up almost. And my friends are like my coworkers, my friends are all asking me like, where's Carl? We were so excited to meet him. And I don't know what to say because I have no idea where he is. Oh, he might be dead. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if not, he's gonna be. <laughs> right? Yes. So anyway, after about an hour and a half, two hours, I'm very upset. I feel like something terrible must have happened to this guy because we literally talked just a few hours ago. Everything was fine. Everything was set up. We had a plan. And now I can't get in touch with you at all. So I'm th I'm just thinking worst case scenario. Like he's dead right. on the side of the road somewhere. Something terrible has happened. And I literally am so upset. I can't even sit there anymore. I, I get up and I leave the party and it's at a big hotel. So I'm like walking through the parking lot to get to my car. It's a fairly large parking lot and my phone rings and it's him. And I answer the phone and I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Like what happened? 
girl, you're more calm than I am because my exact response would have been, where the hell have you been? <laughs> well, again, I truly, really and truly, I thought like he was going to be dead. Well, yeah, I think I would have been there too. Yeah. Like I would have been freaking out. Yeah, yeah, I was freaking out. And so I was just like, oh my God, are you okay? What happened? Where are you? And he was literally like, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. I would have put him back in a coma. He said he felt terrible and he would still come if I wanted him to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bet so- you better feel terrible. What? <laughs> right. So he was going on for a couple more hours and I was just like, yeah, okay. Like if you want to come, you know, this is the hotel. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. I'll be there in just a minute. I just have to like throw clothes on that I'm, I'm going to be there. Like I'm, I'm I already took a shower. I'm ready. I just need to, I'll be there in just a minute. So he does come. He does meet everyone. Of course, you know Carl. You met Carl, right? I did meet Carl, and I have feelings about Carl. (laughs) So the thing – and this is is my own fault. I understand that. The thing about Carl is that to me personally – this is subjective. uh, Carl was very attractive, and so I let Carl get away with stupid shit all the time. Been there. Yeah, right? So uh, I brought him, I told him he could come. So he comes to the Christmas party. Everyone is so excited to meet him. Oh my God, he's so attractive. I had people calling me at work for the next week, literally just to tell me, like at least one person a day, was that guy you were with at the Christmas party? Was that your boyfriend? Like, yeah, that's Carl. And they'd be like, oh my God, he's so, literally, he was, and I'm like, y'all, he might be attractive, but he's trying to ruin my life because he came two hours late to this Christmas party that he promised he was going to take me to. It's always like the best looking guys that are just like the <laughs> the worst. They get away with shit. It's because they know they can because they rely on how they look and they're like, well, I look good, so I can get away with stuff. I guess. Yep. <laughs> All I can say is yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyway. He, he basically stood me up for my company Christmas party. He did end up coming rather late, met a bunch of people. They all talked about how cute he was. Um, and we went back to my place that night, and we decided to order pizza. We were hungry. And I just remember, like, walking into my apartment, walking the dog, kind of, like, winding down for the night, and him feeling so guilty about what had happened that – even though I hadn't, I hadn't brought it up and I hadn't said anything because I was so upset, right? Like I didn't have anything to say. He kept bringing it up and finally he brought it up and he was just like, I don't want you to keep bringing this up and like making me feel bad about it. I already feel bad enough. Mm. He was basically trying to forbid me from bringing it up and ever talking about it. This feels very manipulative to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe that. Like that's. Please don't hold me accountable mm-hmm. is what he was saying. Please don't hold me accountable. Typical. <laughs> it didn't last. We broke up, what, in February? Oh, we broke up on Valentine's Day, which is probably the best Valentine's Day I've ever had in my life. I adore that. How iconic. <laughs> it was rough. It was very bad. I had a very bad February. We don't have to talk about it. That's a, that's a know, whole episode. February could be a whole you episode. You know, that my divorce was finalized in February. So you had a great February. Literally on, on Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> February is going to be a party, though. We'll mm-hmm. just. We can just do it. 
Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. Just do the damn thing. <laughs> we'll have a like a burning ceremony or something. I really think it would be fun to like I don't know what you want to burn, but we can burn something and I'll take pictures of it. I got a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> a marriage license. <laughs> Oh, I mean, heck, if this guy doesn't come get his stuff, I'm going to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a douchey ex of all douchey exes. I mean, I think we've all had those. But um, I have a story. It's not really about an ex. It's more of a a date disaster. And this was... This was pre-marriage days, so this was like 23-year-old me. And I was much more naive back then. We all were. Everyone's yeah. naive. Your brain's not even developed. I was a baby. So um, I, <laughs> I went out on a date with this guy. And he was a little odd, but he was nerdy. And I liked nerdy guys. And so I... I like chalked his strangeness up to just being like a socially awkward nerdy guy. And I think that's what part of it was, <laughs> but like socially awkward is like a kind way to describe this guy. So before we even went out, we actually ended up scheduling two dates. Um, I've never made that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> And Jordan, you're welcome. The only reason that I actually followed through with the second date was because of you. <laughs> is this the TV guy? <laughs> this is the TV guy. <laughs> welcome back, TV guy. You've been mentioned before. Okay, so let's, I don't know if you know this, but Katie. <laughs> I'm so invested. So you remember when Little Fox was small how she would frequently break our television <laughs> oh yeah she did it like four times yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah she broke like four tvs mm -hmm. so i think this is after he got our new one from like the nice curved one and then she broke it like two weeks later yeah the curved one always makes me really sad for you <sighs> devastating so we were out of tv and this guy was selling his tv and katie did not want to be with you him. did not <laughs> jordan what the hell all right <laughs> so now that you've been primed that's awful. um okay i'm sorry so leading up to this date uh he and i talked a lot because i'm a talker i like to talk to guys for a little bit before i go out with them yeah, i'm just sure. i like to get to know them that's fair and most of the time it was fine we had a lot in common and he was cute but he would bring up things that were just like just like really strange things that like Maybe don't tell somebody that you're trying to win over. <laughs> okay. Well, like, we have to have like an what? example. Yeah. I, I have two. Okay. okay. okay perfect. <laughs> so one was like, he would talk about his sex life, which fine, whatever. I mean, like sex, but one time he was giving me like a detailed encounter of this in, like sex encounter he had with another woman Mm -hmm. Talking about, like, I think he said, like, one of his parents walked in and, like, or he lived at his parents' house when it happened or something. And, like, they were having sex so hard that they, like, knocked a shelf over and all this stuff. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to know. <laughs> what was his rationale? Like, he, where did that come from? 
I guess he just wanted me to know he was able to get some ass. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's like, I'm not this awkward. I, I can do this. <laughs> He's, I know how to use my penis. <laughs> Questionable. I mean, I never found out. But um, And then one day we were having a conversation and he decided to FaceTime me. And I, I'm not a huge fan of FaceTime. No, I'm not either. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, you want to make sure you're not being catfished or whatever. But, like, as we're FaceTiming, he's talking about, like, quirky things. And he's like... One of my feet is bigger than the other. And I was like, I really hate feet. I really, really hate feet. Jordan, you know this about me. Like, feet are not my thing. I don't like. No, feet are disgusting. No, I don't Mm -hmm. like my feet being touched. I don't want to touch yours. I don't want to look at your feet. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so not only does he tell me this, but, like, he Mm -mm. had FaceTimed me specifically to show me how one of his feet was, like, a completely different size from the other one. It was, like, a whole size bigger in a shoe or something. Did you tell me this story when it happened? Because I... (laughs) I honestly don't know. No, she blocked it out. I I was traumatized. (laughs) I really don't know if I would have told you to keep dating this guy if I had known that. (laughs) Mind you guys, we haven't even gotten to the dates yet. I said dates because because remember, like I scheduled two before the first one even happened. Thankfully, they were pretty close together. So it was like, get it out of the way and be done with it. So the time for our first date comes. We go to TGI Fridays. <laughs> I don't even know if those still exist anymore. I think there's some still out there. But we go to TGI Fridays. We order food, we eat, we talk, we get to the end of the meal and he pulls his wallet out to pay and he's like counting his cash and he's like, hmm, I don't know if I have enough here. And I was like, do you you need me to to split the bill with you? (laughs) And he's like, I mean, if you don't mind. if you don't mind, what choice do you have? Are you going to go wash dishes instead? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which, like, so I am of the mindset that, like, I am okay with paying for my own food on a date. Yeah, I am too. Um, but for as far as, like, the rules of dating go, for me, it's, like, I kind of expect whoever asks for the date to pay for the first date. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like that. And then that way, like, if I ask a guy out, like, I'm okay with paying for him. You know, sure. like, I'm initiating the date. So, um, I, and I know there's all these traditional rules out there. I'm not a traditional person, but, I mean, typically it's the men who ask me out. So, typically they're the ones that pay for the date. There's a couple of times where I've split the bill or I've paid or whatever. But um, at the time, like, you know, I was expecting him to pay. And I had money. I always go prepared yes, to pay for myself. Yes, this is just like what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I will never go if I can't pay for myself. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't go to. I don't go on a date without knowing that, like, I can either pay for the full bill for both of us, mm-hmm. or at least pay for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just smart. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, but yeah. So I pay for half the meal, and we leave, and he's like okay, so what do you want to do now? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> We're in somewhere in Northern Kentucky, like in this place where all there really is, 
is like a shopping center and stuff. And so he's like, do you want to go walk around like Best Buy or something? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I mean, t- to his defense, like I have been on worse date than walking around at Best Buy. Girl. I think we all have We're not had. done yet. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like a whole other date, right? We're not done with this date. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm just getting excited. Keep, keep going. So, so we get in the car. And he like leans over the the console and starts kissing me. Mm. And he's not the best kisser in the world. Yeah, I could tell from the look on your face that he wasn't gonna be. <laughs> There's a reason that I blocked this shit out of my memory, man. So like he's like kissing me. He's like biting my lips like every two seconds. Like every time he goes in to kiss me, he like bites my lip. I just like had to hold back there like <laughs> Imagine holding back, throwing up while somebody's kissing you. And biting you, apparently. (laughs) And I'm just like, I just, I know I have this look on my face while he's kissing me of like, what the fuck is happening right now? But I'm young and, you know, so I just go with it because I, back then I didn't really know how to like tell people no. Yeah, it's so hard. Like, yeah, yeah, I just went with it. So we pull back. Go over to uh, Best Buy. <laughs> and we're walking around looking at TVs. <laughs> and he's like showing me the TV he bought and talking about all these different electronic things and like holding my hand. And it, it was weird. I mean, weird date. And then we go next door. There's like a Barnes and Noble over there. Oh, okay, that could be cute. Okay. Which I like. Yeah. Like we walked around talking about books that we like. Like, you know, I was like showing him like my favorite books and stuff like that. It was cute until he like was holding my hand. And mind you, I forgot to mention this. Mind you, every time we get in the car to go to a new place, he leans over the console and wants to make it out again and is like biting my lips and shoving his tongue in my mouth. <laughs> like It's just terrible. So we're walking around Barnes and Noble, having a completely normal conversation. And then all of a sudden he takes my hand and he like makes a comment about his um, boner. No. (laughs) And he takes my hand and tries to pull it down to his dick in the middle of Barnes and Noble. You're laughing. I am horrified. And I just know that my eyes were like big as planets. And I'm just like looking around. I'm like, please tell me nobody can see what's happening right now. (laughs) And y'all, I had already made a second date with this guy. (laughs) Celeste is quite literally crying right now. (laughs) She has actual tears running down her face. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> so I was just like, I can't read my text. <laughs> oh god, okay. <laughs> so you actually went on a second date with this guy. I had to because this bitch needed her TV. <laughs> Jordan, you're going to hell for this for sure. 
You love me so much. <laughs> I do. I do. So the date ends. Oh, not soon enough. Not <laughs> soon enough. And, you know, he, like, makes an innuendo about, like, having sex in the backseat of the car. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. So I go home. And, like, you know, your girl was playing the field back then. So I start talking to another guy. Knowing that, yes, I have another date in a couple of days with this dude. And I'm going to go on it. Because my best friend needs her fucking TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) So. so, I, I like. I hope I've made it up to you in the years that. You have. Trust me. That's fine. Now it's just a funny story to tell. Um. Celeste looks not pleased. <laughs> no, I'm so I'm big mad. <laughs> we literally have traumatized this poor woman. Oh my god. Okay, I'm so sorry. Keep Honestly, I've on. had worse dates than that since this. No, that's so you have. Like, you know that story. So like, you have. That's it's so bad sure. I can't even tell it on the podcast. So. The Patreon paid content. Patreon. We'll, paid. we'll think about it. <laughs> So I'm already talking to a new guy, right? Super into this dude. You know, we have a lot in common. He's very cool. Um, I think we might still be Facebook friends. He's like married with a baby now. Good on you, dude. You're a great person. Like, cool. Um, But I'm like leading up to the second date with the other guy. And I'm just like, <laughs> I really don't want to do this. <laughs> and I think I even told Jordan, like, I really don't want to go out with this guy again. I'm going to, though, because I really want to make sure you get this TV. Because it was like a steal. I mean, I think, what did you pay? Like 50 bucks? Yeah. It and it was a really nice TV. Mm-hmm. So it was worth it. I took one for the Jordan's team here. Like, yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> I think we still have the TV. <laughs> <laughs> See? <It was>, <laughs> I'm glad it does help, actually. I went through hell for this. So... No, so um, second date was a movie, so thankfully there wasn't, like, a lot of talking or anything. But? But we, like, get snacks, and he got, like, a slushy, and he's drinking the slushy while we're... (laughs) 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 Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, So he's drinking the slushy. I think we went to see, like, Captain America, which your girl is a huge Marvel girl, so... That was cool, but he had a red, I remember it was a red slushy, and, you know, during this movie, I'm literally texting this other guy that I've started talking to, and we made a date while I'm in the middle of this movie. I love that energy. <laughs> I'm claiming that energy for yes. right now. Because I knew this was the last time I was going to see this other guy. I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> um... So the movie's over, we go out to the car, and he leans in to kiss me, and his teeth Mm-mm. are bright red oh, from this slushy. And I am so grossed out. Like I don't I got a big thing for teeth. Like I mm-hmm. like clean, nice teeth on a dude because if you're kissing me, like um <laughs> like I don't know. It's just a thing. And so he leans in to kiss me and I'm just like, 
I'm grossed out on your behalf. <laughs> so, yeah, I got home after that and I thought about ghosting him, but I was like, no, that's really shitty. So he had texted me and I was like, listen, this just isn't working for me. You're a nice guy and all, but I'm just not feeling a connection here mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and broke it off. Um, but Jordan got her TV. <laughs> listen, I don't think you told me all these stories when they <laughs> happened because I really don't think I would have been like, just suck it up. Like... <laughs> I might not have told you how bad it was because I didn't want you to feel bad. Or because you were in shock. I, well, that too. I genuinely don't think you told me because I really don't think I'd have been like, oh, well. Like, <laughs> I need a TV. Like, I, don't, I don't think I would have done that. That's okay. Like I said, not a big deal. I've honestly had worse Listen, days. We needed the material for the podcast, honestly. Right. Hey, was... dude, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> yeah, quality TV. Great job. <laughs> So that was um, one of the worst dates that I've probably ever been on. <laughs> With that, we can end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing else will do it uh, unless I went into the other store. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It's just not happening. I just can't. <laughs> I will say when I got like a little bit of deja vu when you started telling this story because one of the guys I have on my list here, we'll call him. Eric, he went on a date with me. We went to like a like a an indoor flea market yard sale type thing, and then we stopped for lunch on our way home. And we get to the restaurant. It's nothing fancy. It's not expensive. It's just casual, like Ruby Tuesday or something. I think it was right. So we go and we have our lunch. Could be TGI. Could be TGI Fridays. I have a Ruby Tuesday story when we're done with this. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, so we have our lunch. You know, casual, normal, whatever. Waiter comes, brings the check, puts it in the middle of the table and walks away. So Eric picks up the check, opens it up and looks at it and says, I hope you can pay for this because I can't. What? <laughs> yup. Just like that. Just like that. Because I will never forget the look on his face. Like he was almost like annoyed, bothered by the fact that there was a check on the table. Like he didn't expect us to get one or something. How expensive could it have been? <laughs> like probably like $23 or something. Are you kidding me? I swear. <laughs> this is a real factual thing. And this man was like three or four years older than me. So he he hadn't been like damn near 30. Yeah. So uh I paid the check, obviously, because what the fuck else are we going to do? You have to, to right? eat at a restaurant. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's that's Eric. He was on my list, and it just felt appropriate to share. So. Wow. <laughs> so mentioning Ruby Tuesday, um, Derek and I went there for our first date after we had Little Fox. We were going to go to Ruby Tuesday, and then we're going to go to a movie. And we got there, got seated. It was very busy because it's a Saturday night. And I think we both ended up ordering like a steak. Like we were like, let's have a nice date, you know. They brought us our drinks and they bring our food out. <laughs> and I got like mashed potatoes and like corn or something with mine. All of my food was cold. All of it, like ice cold. It, and it 
the potatoes tasted like instant potatoes from a box, like mm. awful. Derek's steak was not cooked. What do you define not cooked? Right. They like put rare? it on the pan. No. And brought it out. <laughs> like, I kid you not. It was like, it was still mooing. Like, <laughs> listen, I like a rare steak, but like, it needs to at least be a little charred on the outside. <laughs> no. <laughs> It was so bad. And like we were so like taken aback by what had happened. And we're looking at this food and it is absolutely just disgusting. And like we can't even eat at this point. We're like, this is nasty. Uh, mm -mm. Let's maybe we, maybe we can go somewhere else. So we called the waitress over and Derek even paid for our drinks. But he's like, I'm not paying for this food. And I was like, no, we should even pay for the drinks, honestly. But he paid for the drinks and we left. And then like then, then the movie sucked too. <laughs> Oh, dang. Wait, which movie was it? So this is probably like just my perspective, but we saw Suicide Squad and I just thought that was not a good movie. No, they didn't do a great job with that one. So like dinner sucked and the movie sucked. So like it was like our company was great. Like we we liked to be around each other, but the, the date itself was awful. You know, this is such a tangent. You said um suicide squad we were having this conversation the other day about how like the guy that i'm talking to right now he's a big dc fan and i'm a huge marvel fan mm, and like interesting i know i know but in his defense he loves batman and i love batman and he's correct in choosing christian bale as the the right like best batman so you know we're at least on the same page there okay but like I think you're absolutely right, because you mentioned the other day, like, DC movies are just not on par with Marvel. <laughs> they're not. Like, DC makes great television shows, but their movies, I feel like they try to put too much in, and they don't tell a cohesive story at all. And it sucks because they have so many good characters in DC. I'm going to shut up because I could rant about this forever. <laughs> all I can say is, like, they had to make a four-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna jump in here really quickly for any of you girlies out there listening who are like what, what? The fuck? <laughs> same same girl um that ain't for a, me it's a tangent yeah. <laughs> celeste is like who are my nerdy friends right now <laughs> they're right here i got them <laughs> we love you though <laughs> um yeah so on to the next <laughs> I was just just briefly, like while we have a moment, just curious, if you had to es establish a statute of limitations on exposing men for these bad dates, what do you think it would be? Like, are we, is it f unfair for me to mention the guy that from when I was 23, almost 10 years ago? I just did. <laughs> I think there are no statute of limitations here because it was still Perfect. a bad date. So yeah, bad is bad. That's true. And yeah. also he, he was like nearly a grown man. He should have known better. Yeah. 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 Okay. Go okay. for it. Just, just name. So we're gonna talk about Mike. This was uh, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, two years ago. We'll say two, two, three years ago. <clears throat> so Mike and I went on a first date uh, at a restaurant near my apartment that I really liked, and we had tacos, we had margaritas. What we did not have was conversation, and uh, he was talking, um, but he was talking so much the whole time that I probably said like five words all night long. Oh. So 
I guess he was just talking to himself. I, you know, um, it was interesting, but he was very sweet, funny, obviously an intelligent guy. And we got to the end of the date and I was thinking like, you know, he's probably just freaked out because it's the first date. Like, you know, he hasn't dated anyone in a while. Like I'm going to, I'm going to give it a pass. It wasn't terrible. I didn't have a bad time. Like I'll just establish myself a little more next time, kind of be more, you know, straightforward and, you know, make sure I get my foot in there and kind of like have some of the conversation for myself. So after the first night, I tell him I'll see him again. That was a mistake. It usually is. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So uh, second date, it is New Year's Eve. I have a friend visiting from out of town. If you're listening to this, hey, Grant, Missy Bunches. (laughs) And we decide to go to a local bar where they're doing like EDM vibes, right? Um, our other friend is a DJ, so he's going to be there. So it's like a whole thing. Like it's it's fun. It's cute. It's people we know. You know, it's local, whatever. So I invite Mike to go with us. And he says, yeah, like absolutely. I'll meet you there. So I get there and he's already there. And even though he was very talkative on the first date, he was he was only like a little bit shy. But this time, he's not shy at all. He walks right up. He's like, hey, oh my God, you look beautiful. He's like hugging me, gives me a kiss on the cheek, very touchy. And I was just like, that's different than last time. But, you know, I thought maybe he's just comfortable. It's fine. So I get a drink, talk to some friends, say hello to some folks, and then we go to the back. And I'm thinking like, we'll just hang out and talk a little bit because – We're still trying to get to know each other. It's only our second date. He's super talkative with all of the people around us, like keeps making conversation with total strangers. Um, At some point, pulls like a balloon out of his – he's wearing like a jacket, like a denim jacket. And he's like pulling a balloon out and like blowing it up and then just like chucking it into the crowd. Yes, this is real. (laughs) When you said pulling a balloon out – I was 100% like, that's full of cocaine. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Close. We'll get there. Oh, no. We'll get there. Uh, So, yeah, he pulls in a balloon. He blows it up, chucks it into the crowd. At this point, like, it's getting, you know, pretty crowded in here. It's a small space. There's a lot of people. So he's just chatting with people. He pulls out these um, glasses that you put on, and they're, like, psychedelic glasses. They, like, make weird geometric shapes on things that you're looking at. Interesting. Kind of kind like of the kaleidoscope glasses. Yeah. 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 Um, That's so trippy. Yeah. And he ha- just has these things on his person. Like, <laughs> it's a Tuesday. It's giving Luna love good vibes. <laughs> I feel like I relate because like I recently cleaned my purse out and the stuff I found inside. <laughs> I believe it. Oh my God. <laughs> That comes with the territory, though. You're a mom. Like, you're supposed to have weird stuff all the time. You're a mom, and your kid is just quirky as hell. <laughs> yeah. So, he's the life of the party. Just, like, <laughs> making all these friends with the weird balloons. Oh, there are glow sticks come out of another pocket at some How point. many pockets does this jacket I, have? Right. I want one. <laughs> Literally, it's crazy. It just keeps coming. It's amazing. Okay, one more Harry Potter reference, and I'm done. This <laughs> okay. is, like, the... Hermione Granger's bag of jackets. (laughs) Do you feel better? I got it out of my system. Okay, I'm proud of you. So three in an episode. You're fine. We still we love you. It's fine. So 
I'm like a little weirded out by the constant conversations with strangers and the just like giving of the strange toys and things is a little odd. But um, I've had a lot of gin and tonic at this point, right? Uh So (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you had to drink to get through like this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. To be fair, it was strange, right? So I'm just like sitting there enjoying my drink. And at some point he leans over to me and this is going to be verbatim because you're looking at me and I know you're not going to believe what I say next. He leans over to me and he's like, so how do you feel about drugs? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Um," because you guys know, I don't even smoke pot. Like I – Drugs are just not for me. It's not my thing. And yeah, it's just it's not. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just not. It's not the vibe. So, I was like, well, so obviously, like, drugs are not my thing. But I told him my opinion, which I still have, which is like, it's none of my business. I don't care if people are like, if you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting me. You know, do you? Whatever. I was like, so really, I don't care. Like, it's not for me. But you know, I don't usually mind. And he was like, okay, well, I had to ask because. I'm high on MDMA right now. <laughs> Never would have guessed. <laughs> and then the whole evening of like weirdness kind of, I was like, oh. That was the, the shattering glass moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of, it kind of cleared things up. Uh, so anyway, that was, I was just like, oh, okay. And at the time, like, I didn't really know that much about it. But when I told this story to a friend later they were like yeah that totally checks out he was just rolling like that's that explains all of the behavior and i was like oh okay so anyway on our second date dude was just like blasted on drugs i will say um the story actually gets better <laughs> i actually think i know the second half you of might the story, know the so half. i'm so excited yeah. <laughs> so uh i told the guy the next day we talked and i was like look you know you're very nice but I'm just not feeling it. Like, I think I'm going to, you know, just see what else is out there. Like, no harm. Appreciate meeting you and all of that. But I'm just going to move on. And, of course, he was really disappointed. And he asked me a couple of questions. But generally, like, handled it well. And, you know, we just said our goodbyes and whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So I will mention... Uh, for context, that night at New Year's Eve, he paid for the Uber back to my place. So he had my address in his phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> New Year's comes and goes. I go back to work the next week. Normal. Except I, uh, they, they do mandatory COVID testing when we all get back from work. And I have COVID. So they send me home for two weeks. So I am home on COVID lockdown thanks to this awesome New Year's Eve party that I went to. (laughs) And I'm bored out of my mind. So I – Not for long. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I decide to go check the mail just because I haven't been outside for a little while. And it's cold. It's too cold to take the dog out. He doesn't really want to go out. But I'm like, I've got to get some fresh air. I'm going crazy. So I take a walk. And I walk to the mailbox just for giggles. And I have handwritten mail in my mailbox, which is not a thing that I've gotten in the past 
I don't know, 20 years maybe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I take it home. It's from the guy. And not only did he write me a letter and address it to me and put it in a mailbox with a stamp, he wrote me a poem. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I'm so alive right now. <laughs> Jordan, you look like you want to say something. Are you okay? I'm good. I just, I remembered this so clearly. <laughs> yeah. I've read the poems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, once we get Patreon rolling, we'll put the poems oh, on Patreon. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We'll do a screenshot. Like a, we'll, we'll upload a photo of it. It was written in cursive in, with like a nice pen on some beautiful parchment paper. It's it, worth looking at. It's definitely an interesting vibe. And of course, <laughs> my name being Celeste, he had to throw in the whole celestial thing and he had to use the word celestial in the poem like at least three times if eye rolls were audible right now <laughs> it would sound like dice rolling on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was interesting that's 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 a word for it <laughs> yeah. so he was he wouldn't let me talk and then he was high and then he wrote me a poem just so awkward <laughs> it was it was yeah my only question is, like, where are the normal ones? Because <laughs> they don't find us. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't think I married a normal one. <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad, though. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, what is normal? But it def- yeah, I was going to say it really depends on how you're defining normal. Because Jordan and I had this conversation on the way here today. How do we define normal? Is normal, like... The way that men should be acting or is normal the way that they are acting on average i don't know because right before this podcast the guy i'm talking to sent me an audio message saying that i'm like the first normal girl he's met and jordan goes you lied to him <laughs> i meant that in the most loving way <laughs> So, so I guess roasting you is my love language. Okay, <laughs> I live for it. That was comedy gold because, like, <laughs> listen, I don't even need to be roasted. I do that shit to myself. <laughs> Same self-deprecating no. humor yeah. is my love language. I don't language. even need help. Like, I know Jordan's always there if I want her to like pitch in, but honestly, I don't need assistance. Like, I'm just gonna roll myself. <laughs> my crazy neighbor is like out here in the middle of the parking lot with no shoes on. Is she wearing shoes? I can't tell. <laughs> Mind your own nuts. business, Katie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was smoking weed behind my building earlier. So, you know, <laughs> this could you be the what? aftermath. <laughs> Good for her. I hope she's living her best life. <laughs> she's honestly pretty cool. <laughs> All right. I think that we should uh, get into Celeste's next story because I'm excited for it. <laughs> oh, no. I have so many more. <laughs> But this is the last one. This is the last one I'll share. We'll need a part two. <laughs> We're going to have a part yeah, two for like every episode idea. that yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be here. All right. So this last one. Met Craig on a dating app. And we dated for, I don't know, like two years maybe. Yeah, a while. Almost two years. And things really started going downhill after about like a year and a half. Just like very quickly, like weird stuff started happening. He was like losing his temper and um, was just like difficult to be around, was kind of argumentative and 
was really harsh and just not fun to be around. And anyway, things got, things got tough. So I broke things off. Now, after I broke things off, he was not very happy. And one of the things he told me after we broke up was, or, you know, while I'm breaking up with him was that he was getting ready to propose to me. Yeah. Was he not, I guess he wasn't feeling the same vibe you were. Yeah. He wasn't actively participating in the relationship. I (laughs) I mean, truly when you were with Craig, like I know Derek and I were like worried for your safety. Like, Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, there was one point where, uh, Craig was, uh, traveling and invited me to travel with him. We ended up in a foreign city. I'll say that. Um, and I, because of his behavior and his tone of voice and the things that he was saying and the way that he was speaking to me, I was so afraid for my safety that I stayed in the bathroom of this hotel room for hours yeah, I remember like trying to figure out how to about how to buy a plane ticket to get to you because yeah. I was like so concerned about you. Yeah, it was it was straight up terrifying. So yeah. keep kind of keep. I'm I'm glad you said that because it does give some context to the who this person really was. Um, he was extremely intelligent, like in an unnerving kind of way. The sociopaths usually are. Yeah, like I remember when. I think it was the first time we met him or one of the earlier times we met him. We were playing this game where like it you had cards and it had like different like mustaches on it. And like for some reason and, and you had to guess like what, you know, celebrity historical person's mustache it was. And he just like knew them all and yeah. like knew all the history behind it. And like yeah. he was wildly intelligent. And I thought that was like cool, but like I I couldn't even participate in the game. <laughs> like I had no chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's almost unnerving. Yeah. It was unnerving. Of... That's a really good way to describe it. He yeah. he was the kind of person that you could watch Jeopardy with and he would know the answer to literally every question. It was so strange. And so that's that's the kind of person that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I break things off. He's like, oh, you know, I was gonna propose. And I'm like, listen, because uh, we had a, we had planned a trip. We had planned a vacation together. And apparently he was going to propose while we were on that vacation. So I guess I did a good good timing. Y'all were living two completely yeah. different relationships here. Yeah, we really were. Um, so we go our separate ways. And I wait a little while. I don't know, maybe a couple weeks, a couple months before I start dating again. Meet this really great guy. Still friends with him to this day, actually. This was five or six years ago. Um, But I meet this great guy and he comes over to my apartment one night for a date. And we're making pizza, homemade pizza in the kitchen. It was so cute. We're having such Mm -hmm. a good time. And I had um, an Echo Dot in my bathroom and I was talking to it like, hey, Alexa, do whatever. Oh, is yours going to react? No. Okay, cool. Okay. I guess she only listens to me. I don't know. So I keep saying that over and over. The device is not responding to me. So the guy that's at my apartment with me that I'm on the date with, he's like, oh, you're just not being nice to her. Whatever. Let me do it. So <laughs> I'm like, sweet talker. Like, a little. <laughs> yeah. So he goes in, he talks to it, gets it going. We get our music going. We're having a good time. We have a wonderful evening. We have a great dinner. We play with the dog. We take a walk. It's fantastic. We get up the next morning, we go to brunch and I'm on my way to brunch with this person 
and Craig calls me. So a little odd because I haven't heard from Craig in, you know, a bit. Mm. And just, I don't know, timing feels weird. I don't know. It just feels weird. Like I don't understand why he's calling me. But um, I go on my date. We have our brunch. I drink a little too much. Go home, lay in the bed, take a nap. And at this point, my friend, partner, whatever you want to call him, he leaves. And so I take a nap. I get up and I'm getting ready to work because I have two jobs at this point. So I'm working like my weekend job. So while I'm getting ready for my job, I call Craig back because I'm thinking if he called me and we've been no contact, so like something probably happened, like his dad maybe has passed or something. And I got really close to his family in the time that we dated. So I was, I was concerned, like, you know, I wanted to check in on him and I called and he answered right away. And I said, Hey, is everything okay? And he said, no, not really. And I was like, what's going on? Is it your dad? And he was like, no, he's fine. I said, okay, well, like, is it your, is it your brother? Is it your mom? Like, did something happen? He was like, no, it's, it's none of that. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? And he says, I heard a man's voice. So at first I'm thinking like, this is crazy talk. What, what is he talking about? And then I realize he had been listening to me through the echo dot. And he knew that I was on a date with someone because he had heard that person's voice when he went to talk to the device. And then he called to tell me that he had been listening to me in my apartment. My jaw is on the floor right now. Mm. I am about to throw my Alexa out the window. Yeah, I, I did that promptly. This is this story specifically is why we don't have one. <laughs> like, listen, I know there's people that are paranoid about like your Echo Dot, like the government listening to you or whatever. Which, if you have a phone, just, you don't need an Echo Dot for them to do that, I guess. But are you interesting enough for them to do that anyway? <laughs> but like, I never thought about the fact that like mine. X could be listening to me through mine. He's not smart enough to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a terrifying thing about this, right? Like I should I never would have assumed that was possible because my mind doesn't work that way, right? But apparent so not only did he do this insane thing, he called to tell me that he had done this insane thing. And uh what the hell else has he been yeah, listening to? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the whole time we had been separated, he had been listening to me in my apartment. Like anything that Dude. I said directly to the device or in front of the device, he could hear. I would be messing with him so much at that point. I, like, so the things that I would say to my Alexa would be <laughs> <laughs> unhinged. Yeah, honestly, I was so uh, overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do, right? So, I tried to like kind of stay calm while I was on the phone with him. And then when we got off the phone, obviously I unplugged the fucking Echo Dot. And I was like, thankfully I was getting ready to move. Like within maybe a month or two of that happening, I was getting ready to move. So I want to say like, I didn't use my laptop. I didn't use my PlayStation. Like I was terrified of all the electronics in my home until I moved. And when I moved, I didn't tell anyone that knew him where I was moving to. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I've had those thoughts about this place too because, like, my my ex has had some uh, 
unnerving things that he's said <laughs> since we've split up. And I'm um, just like, please don't show up at my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I've seriously thought about moving. And at this point, I don't know if it's really a concern, but I've, I've worried about it too. So that's terrifying though. Like I never yeah. even thought of the possibility of like, like being able to use my technology to like know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, what's and- going on. Yeah. And I, I will say like in hindsight, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't trust people. That's not the takeaway here, right? But in hindsight, you really have to, and this is something I try to do now, you really have to pay attention to people when they show you who they are. Because yes. he was so he was so good at like technology and computer programming. He had a company briefly developing supercomputer software. I gotta be honest, I don't know exactly what that means, but it just sounds complicated (laughs) so something i remember about him is one of the gifts you got him for christmas was some like cooking thing i can't remember what it was called but it was something that he like really wanted and it was just so weird i don't know i just remember that about him (laughs) yeah he was very like uh like technical like Hmm. into that kind of thing um but i knew he had that strength and i knew that he had used it against people because i had been at his house with him one time and he was talking about how someone was like tapping into his network and i I hate even explaining this because i don't know like the technological ins and outs of it but essentially someone had been like accessing his network without permission and so to retaliate against them he left some kind of bug in the software, in the network, or what, however he did that thing. So the next time they accessed it, they would put a virus on their computer. Dude is literally a movie supervillain. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, honestly. You could write books about him. Truly. And, like, he doesn't look that way, like, appearance-wise. No. And like, he's he's got a very good facade, right? So, like, even though you know he's super intelligent and, like, a little bit weird, he's super amicable and friendly and just, like – can have a conversation with anybody. They typically are though. I mean, the masking is really good. Yeah. Some of, some of the most unhinged people in general are just like these. I mean, this is so cliche, but like Ted Bundy, like remember when the Netflix movie came out and all people talked about was like, or the documentary or whatever, all people talked about was like how attractive he was and all these things. I remember this photo that circulated a few years back and it was like this very attractive man. He had a very chiseled face, like a very like olive caramel complexion. He had these striking eyes. They were like this bluish greenish color. And I think he had a teardrop tattoo, which you know what that means. Um, and his photo was circulating because he was literally like a criminal, like a murderer. And people just wanted to talk about how attractive he was. (laughs) I believe that. I feel like this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where attractive men think that they can get away with whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes they use that like level of attractiveness just in their favor. I don't know. Like, 
it really makes you think twice about like swiping on men that are almost too good looking. Oh, I I legitimately, if I think he's too good looking, I swipe I, left every absolutely. time. Absolutely, I've mm-hmm. I've done it a million yeah. times because, and it's not necessarily always like a self deprecating thing. Like, oh, he's way out of my league. It's like he's too attractive. And first, like I don't necessarily want to feel super unmatched with my partner. I'm weird about that. Shut up. <laughs> but, but also like. When a man is too good looking and he knows it, there's a couple of different ways that can go. One of them being like this absolutely psychotic behavior and another being like he's a total player or he's, you know, serial cheater or all of these things. And so it's like I go for men that like I'm attracted to but don't feel as unattainable. (laughs) I don't know. No, it makes sense. Like I think you you play this like mental game with yourself, right? Where you're like, mm-hmm. and I hate to do this, and I'm sure you hate to do this too. You don't want to. You don't want to judge people based off of that. There's so many other good criteria to use when you're like trying to find a mate. But there is the scale in your head where you're like, now if he's too attractive, he's probably going to exhibit some of these qualities, and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But I want someone I'm attracted to, so they have to be somewhere up here on the scale. Right. And I, I want someone and because we all have different feelings about ourselves and our bodies and our, you know, attractiveness and all that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, if he's too attractive for me, then like it's gonna it's gonna be awkward. Like I'm gonna feel like I'm reaching and then I might let him get away with stuff if I feel like I'm reaching, or eh, he might be reaching in the situation, like maybe I could find someone cuter. We all do it, right? This, yeah. this can't be unique to me. Yeah. And I no, you're it's not unique to you at all. I had this conversation with a dude that I talked to for like a single day. He was all about telling me how pretty I was and all this stuff. Told me like every other message. And I was like, You really think I'm that pretty? Cause I kind of thought that I was like punching above my weight, like reaching out to you. What did he say to that? And he's like, Are you serious though? Like, there's no way. Like, you're so pretty. And I was like, okay. You sure? (laughs) You are beautiful, though. Yeah, I appreciate that. But (laughs) It's good that you had that experience because I will say I dated Carl that we talked about earlier. Uh He was fine as hell. Uh And he really was attracted to me. And he told me that all the time. And at first I was like, I don't even believe you. But after we broke up, a couple of things happened. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy actually is attracted to me. Like, and he looks like that. And he's attracted to me. And I was right. like, yeah, it's because I'm cute as hell, too. Yeah. I, I felt that way with my ex, too. Um, I've I've said before, he was a bodybuilder. Yeah. So just like. Ew. Yeah. Well, ew now. But like at the time, super chiseled body. I mean, like the body that so many women like fawn over. Right. Um. Not my thing They now. do, but it's not. Yeah, it, yeah not, not my not thing my now. Thing. I had this conversation. Again, dude I'm talking to. You know, maybe he'll get a name one day if he if he works out. But <laughs> Well, here's the thing. you They almost don't want to be on the podcast, right? Because never do we come on and talk that's about fair. like, I had this great experience. Like, no, that's not what this podcast is for. Let's be honest. Unless it's Derek. I mean, we talk. Unless it's Derek. Derek has like a universal pass, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, he's been on the podcast. Because we were talking about like, um, I was like, you know, I'm a plus size woman. And some people are not nice about that. Yeah. And some people don't mind. Some people are attracted to it, that kind of thing. And he's like, oh, no, I love thick women. Like, you're exactly my type. Like, you you look great. Okay. Love that. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, 
And he's like, and I'm not like some ripped guy either. I was like, you know what? I've been with like the rock hard abs kind of dude. That's not the vibe. <laughs> like, <laughs> you like some softness, a little yeah. bit of cuddliness, yeah, you yeah. know? But like getting back to where I was going with this, I had so many experiences with my ex with like feeling unmatched mm-hmm. and him almost knowing that. And like taking advantage of it maybe well and like it really bothered me too because he never really put a stop to it when women would like approach him so i hate this yeah if you're doing this you may as well be cheating don't do this thing that we're about to talk about basically so like he would have women come up to him at the gym and start flirting with him and i'd be standing right there and at the time i was like his girlfriend fiance something i don't know and um they would always be like oh i didn't know you were together i thought he was like your trainer or something and i'm like that's a really bitchy thing to say (laughs) and then i'll never forget when we moved to miami we were staying in this airbnb and there was another person also staying in this airbnb it was like a house the guy had several bedrooms set up to rent out and there was like this middle-aged brazilian woman she's very pretty very much like the fake look though and we were like sitting on the couch together one morning um we had our cat with us because we'd moved there and she kind of and we were watching her play with this guy's dog And like, she comes and she joins us on the couch and asks me, or asks him, sorry, if I'm his sister. Sorry, what? And I was like, we just, we just came out of the bedroom together with our cat. And like, we're like sitting like very close on the couch. Like we were engaged at the time. I didn't have an engagement ring because this asshole had sold my engagement ring. But I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Pump girl. the fucking brakes. <laughs> I don't know this story. Oh god. I have a question, but I'm not gonna ask it. <laughs> no, you have a question. I have to know what what's your question. Is this the engagement ring that you bought? <laughs> didn't you buy one? No, I didn't buy either of my engagement rings. I really thought you bought one. I'm so sorry. No, 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 okay. no. No. Um, I helped pay for mine. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Uh, I helped pay okay. for mine. Yeah. No, no. He Mistake. bought. I was, he saved up for my engagement okay, ring. I'm sorry. No, he actually <laughs> bought it. That was one of the very few things. And it wasn't huge. It was like a quarter. Who gives a fuck? That's okay. But I loved it. And like. Yeah, I loved he, mine. He sold it for like $40. Shut the fuck up. $40. Sorry. Are you allowed to say fuck on the podcast? I say fuck all the time. Okay, cool. I listened to it. I should know, but I I just forgot. Everybody asks us Okay, so he sold it. Why? Because we had gone through something. Girl, I should have left him a long time ago. We had gone through some stuff where, like, I gave the ring back to him because I had some severe, like, mental health things going on. Sure. And, like, I ended up going to therapy for it and, like, talking to a therapist and stuff. But he was, like, so upset because I gave him the ring back because I told him, like, and the reason I gave it back. Ladies, uh, if you're listening to this, 
don't ever give the ring back. <laughs> I made that mistake and I regret it. And I've never seen a ring as beautiful as the one that I had when I was engaged when I was 21. And that guy was a freaking asshole. And I was trying to do the right thing and be generous and return the ring. And I should never have done that because then he came and took my fucking car. And that's a different episode. But anyway, don't <laughs> give the ring back. I don't care if you think it's the right thing. Don't. Unless the police show up with a document that says legally that's his property, you have to give it back. Don't give the ring back. Keep the ring. My reasoning was a little different. Um, I was having this and the mental breakdown I was having was 100% because of shit he had done. But at the time, I was really blaming myself saying like, I am not in a good place right now. And I wasn't. I really wasn't. My mental health was very, very bad. I needed help. So I gave him the ring back. I said, I am not the woman that you propose to right now. I don't deserve to wear this. And I want you to hold it for me while I work on myself. When I feel like I'm back to the person that you wanted to be with, you can give it back to me. Mm. But he took that as me calling off our engagement. Mm. And he turned it on me so bad. Yeah, because he didn't want to hear what you were saying. No, no. He didn't want me to... He, he didn't care that, like, I was struggling. I mean, I won't even get into it, but it but was... But he had to have seen that and known that because he was with you. He... I mean... <laughs> I mean, truly, that was his opportunity to be like, no, you keep this ring. I love you no matter what. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be here to support yeah, you. Absolutely. That's what he absolutely should have done. Because you're stepping up. You're trying to take accountability for the things that you have going on, which is great. We should mm -hmm. all take accountability. But when I, your partner, I'm telling you that I'm struggling, you should do something other than have your feelings hurt, right? Yeah, exactly. And his pride was hurt. Um, but from then on, it was used against me. Even after everything that he did and I ended the marriage, it was still used against me. Eventually, he gave it back. But, like, after a little while, we had so many issues. And he was like, well, we really need the money. Which we didn't. Like, $40 didn't do shit for us. Right, yeah. So, he took it, and I kept asking. I was like, I really don't want you to sell it. I love my ring. He's like, I'll get you a new one later. I was like, but I love my ring. Like, I want my ring. And he ended up selling it. And, like, that should have been my cue to leave. And instead, I packed up my entire life and moved to Miami with this asshole. <laughs> Did it be like that sometimes? Oh, God. So... It doesn't have to be. I'm not how saying did, make bad decisions. I'm just saying like we all do it. How did We've I get on this it. subject? What was I saying? We were talking about men. Oh, being because I was. And... Yeah, because um, so yeah, like I wasn't wearing the engagement ring, but we were still engaged, and this yeah. girl was asking him if I was his sister. Mm. Like, excuse me. What? Mm -mm. Like, why is that the assumption there? Like That's when never what I would assume. Never. Two people, a man and a woman, typically. I mean, like, and relationships can be anything. But, like, when you see them come out of a room together with a cat and, like, they're very obviously close and all that, like, why would your assumption be, oh, they're siblings? Right. And so, and also, you don't look like each other. No, no. not at all. Like, <laughs> so, me and my brother, my actual brother, <laughs> we look so alike that my niece is, like, my twin. And so, like, how do you look at me and him and your first thing is sister? Because he has an actual sister and she looks just like him. And it's like, 
I, yeah, I don't know. don't look like each other. No, no. And so <laughs> I was just like, what? And so I felt so unmatched with him for so much of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And eventually it started to wear on me. And eventually, like, he knew it enough, you know? And so I, all of this to say, all of these tangents to say, like, when I look for men nowadays, I'm looking for somebody that I feel a little more comfortably matched with Mm -hmm. to where I'm not going to have my imagination running wild. Sure. And honestly, like any decent man, no matter how attractive he is, would never make you feel that way. But it's kind of like a trauma response at this point. I will say the last time that I dated someone who was like wildly, like unreasonably attractive, we were together. I think I may have told you guys this when I was traveling for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were out in public together. We had gotten ice cream and uh, uh, he had been telling me at, over dinner that he never used the apps to meet women. He just met them organically. And I was like, you're out of your mind. People don't do that. And he was like literally explained to me how he had met like his five prior partners and all of them had just been like people he encountered at a restaurant or at a bar or at a show. And they like, that's how they met. And so I was just like, I believed him, but I was just like, that's insane. Right? Like that's wild. So we have this conversation at dinner and then we go to get ice cream after dinner while we're getting our ice cream. These two younger women walk in. We're both in our early 30s. They're probably mid to late 20s. Walk in and immediately start hitting on him. And I am standing right next to him. We're practically touching each other. Like we couldn't be standing closer to each other. I think when they walked in, we had been like tasting each other's ice cream or something. Like not – very obviously we were together, right? And these girls are just hitting on him and just like trying to have a whole conversation with him. And we walked out to the street. And we just looked at each other and he started laughing. And I was like, do you want to go back and get her fucking phone number? Like, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Um, so that's the thing. Like, that's a real thing for some people. And I honestly, I don't I don't know what that is, but. It's just wildly disrespectful. Like, and if you're hearing this guy that I was just talking about, I hope your tour is going really well. <laughs> he was hot. He was honestly. He was pretty, pretty hot. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, ooh. Name similarity, too. That just hit me. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I didn't think about that. All right. Anyway, like, we're all such girls' girls. Like, we're here for the girls. Like, mm-hmm. the best hype women that you could have, you know? Like, especially the three of us together, like, hyping 100%. each other up. 100% of the time. Like, we support women's rights, and we definitely support women's, women's wrongs. wrongs. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. And so, like, it's just baffling to me to see the women out there that actively like disrespect other women just you know over a man first of all (laughs) oh i promise he's not worth it if you have to disrespect another woman to get a man's attention you don't want that man's attention here's my thing you lose them how you found them and so like if you take yeah if you you lose them how you found them. And so, like, if you are out here stealing someone's man, like, girl, you didn't get the prize. You really didn't. If you have to steal him from somebody, yeah, no. he can be stolen. And Absolutely. Like, if 
I always told, ooh, almost said his name. I always told Voldemort <laughs> that, um, you know, if a, if a woman can ever take you from me, she can have she you. She can have you, absolutely. And you know, followed through on that. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. Uh-uh. No, I don't want it. So and you know, men are so wild. Like, just I know this is like way down the rabbit hole of where we started, but. I dated a guy who had been cheated on previously and it absolutely devastated him. It changed the way he moved through the world. It changed his relationships. It changed the way that he perceived women, the way he perceived interactions. Like it really hurt him very, very deeply. And it was why our relationship didn't work out because he never could move past the pain that his ex had put him in. He was just so deeply hurt by the pain that his ex had put him through because she had cheated on him. And after our relationship ended, he cheated on the next partner that he had after me. And there's there's some suspicion that he actually cheated on me as well. I wouldn't be surprised. What? in the world that devastated him and he thought you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the same I'm thing turn to around and do that to there's it knows no bounds no truly like so ladies don't um i'm just assuming most of our listeners are ladies at this point so I'm, a, a I'm good portion up. we have some we have some male audience um, okay but well, a good a, a majority women okay that's right what now. i would assume which is honestly my preference but uh don't we're a, we're a girls girls podcast yeah this honestly. is for girls it's for the girls for the um, girls the girls the gays and the base don't don't be with someone who is a cheater he's not gonna change for you i promise if a man is cheating when you meet him he will be cheating after you meet him absolutely you lose him how you found him mm-hmm. um okay i have like two rapid fire unhinged um Let's comments from men and then we'll wrap this up because we oh, got i have some... a good one too I'm okay ready. I'm okay so ready. let's go let's go okay so <laughs> one of the things that i love about these apps is the ability for men to send you like an intro or something sometimes mm-hmm. or just like the very first message that you get from somebody and so i was talking to this guy on bumble one time super attractive guy like very good looking guy immediately suspicious well yeah um so i he had like this like prompt where you know sometimes they can kind of give you an idea of how to start a conversation and it was like ask me about my favorite type of bar and so i was like so now i gotta know what's your favorite type of bar and he's like oh ones with live music and i was like getting ready to respond to that and he follows it up with this message that i'm gonna read verbatim to you right now oh no best evening to you your eyes are like little gemstones and if i pluck them out of your head forewarning it's not my fault they're so pretty i immediately blocked him (laughs) that is absolutely the creepiest shit (laughs) like Plucking my eyeball, eyeballs out is supposed to be romantic. Yeah, what's romantic about that? I would like to see. Right. Mm. I, I need them. That's you unsettling. don't. I need those. <laughs> That's so unsettling. Wow. Very, very. And so it's like, you're so attractive. Like, 
you can say a lot of things and be charming. That's not one of them. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. So immediately blocked. I saw him on one of those groups and I told the person that story because she was like, oh, I like him so much. And I was like, well, you shouldn't. But <laughs> here's here's your red flag that he hasn't shown you yet, clearly, because right. maybe he learned his lesson not to tell people he was going to pluck their eyes out. But yeah, um, there was that one <laughs> on another app. <laughs> this guy sends me an intro and mind you, I am a white woman. This man is a white man. And he says, I want to have your mixed babies. Hmm. And I was like, mixed with what? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, first off, we could not even get into, I guess, the fact that I'm pretty sure that's not the PC way we say things now. Correct? Like, (laughs) that's completely wrong. But two... You're, you're, you're white. (laughs) (laughs) I I just completely ignored that one. And I'm sure there's so many more, but those two just really stood out to me. I really want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt because this is so unhinged to me. Was he like a different ethnicity? Like maybe he was Irish or German? I I looked into him and everything just, well, I'm German. I mean, maybe, so maybe he meant like, but like religious mix, Like, (laughs) like he's Catholic and you're Baptist. I don't know. I'm neither, but no. well, true but, same. But still, like, what an odd, like, why? I don't know why you would ever say that to someone. Oh, I will say there was a guy when I was on Plenty of Fish, which I think is sketchy. Yeah, from one, my experience, there was a guy, and on my profile, it's as you guys know, it always has and always will say, "No kids, not interested in having kids, don't want to date right. if you have kids." He was like, "We should make a chocolate vanilla swirl." I'm a white woman. This was a black man saying this to me. We should make a chocolate vanilla swirl and something about babies. No. Biracial babies. No, thank you. I was like, I, I don't like ice cream. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Legendary. I'm good. Oh, oh okay. my God. Uh, yeah. I'll say uh, adding to your list of fun things that men have said recently uh, this was a man I met on the apps. He did not say this to me on the apps. He said this to me in person. Oh, even better. Uh, when discussing my physical appearance, he commented, you kind of dress like a teacher, but you could dress like a slut. <gasps> you told oh. us this one and I was immediately like, that is so unsettled. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, thank like, you. <laughs> so I just kind of stared at him for a second. And I was like, yeah, I don't like that. How degrading. I don't like, like that. And he was like, what do you mean? It's a compliment. You're super hot. And I was like, "No, yeah, but maybe not slut, though. Can we can we use a different word? Or, I don't know. I mean, I do understand that you are hot. I get it. But Thank you. You're welcome. But, like... <laughs> maybe, you know, when you're on a date with somebody, you can see more about them than just their physical appearance and get to know yeah, that would be know, awesome. their personality. Yeah. The last one I'll mention, I did have a guy one time send me an intro saying that I was so like Amazon to him. What and I was like, what does that mean? I'm a five foot four white woman. <laughs> What? Nothing Amazonian about it. The, the only thing Amazon is the package showing up at my door. <laughs> that part. That. Okay, Elon. Like. <laughs> oh, but 
I think it's probably about time for us to wrap this episode up. We've been going for quite a while here. Sage is getting a little um, restless and we've got some other fun things to do this afternoon. So, Celeste, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. We've loved having you. If you uh, like our episodes, as usual, go on and follow all our social medias, Brew of a Kind Pod and Brew of a Kind on um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And we have some really good news. We're finally on Apple Podcasts, y'all. So you can officially... Follow us, like us, and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. So we would appreciate it a great deal if you would go like, subscribe, rate, and everything else. And with that being said, until next time, this has been Brew of a Kind. Bye, y'all.